and his well-preserved black satin breeches gave him a rather schoolmasterly appearance, which was entirely at odds with his gait and posture. By the time Anselmus was approaching the end of the avenue leading to Linka's restaurant, he was almost out of breath. He was obliged to slacken his pace, but he scarcely dared to raise his eyes, for he could still see the apples and cakes dancing all round him, and a friendly glance from some passing girl seemed only the reflection of the malicious laughter at the black gate. In this manner he reached the entrance to Linka's restaurant. Groups of people in their best clothes were thronging into it, the sound of wind instruments could be heard from within, and the crowd of merrymakers was growing noisier by the minute. Poor Anselmus was close to tears, for Ascension Day had always been a special occasion in his family. He too had wanted to share the delights of Linka's paradise, and even indulge himself in half a cup of coffee with rum and a bottle of strong beer and in order to make a night of it, he had brought more money with him than was proper or prudent. And now his misadventure in knocking over the basket of apples had cost him all the money on his person. Coffee, strong beer, music, the sight of girls in their finery, in a word, all the pleasures he had dreamt of were now beyond his reach." He crept slowly past the entrance, and finally went down the road leading to the river Elbe, which happened to be completely deserted. Under an elder tree, which grew out of the wall, he found an inviting patch of grass, where he sat down and filled a pipe with the health tobacco which his friend Subrector Paulman had given him. Directly in front of Anselmus, the golden-yellow waves of the beautiful river Elbe rippled and murmured, while beyond it the magnificent city of Dresden stretched its gleaming spires boldly and proudly into the translucent expanse of the sky, which hung over the flowery meadows and fresh green forests and the jagged peaks, half hidden by twilight, announced the far land of Bohemia. But Anselmus scowled to himself as he blew clouds of smoke into the air, and at last he gave vent to his annoyance with the following words. It's true enough. I was born to suffer all the vexation and misery imaginable. Never mind that I've never been chosen king in the Twelfth Night Revels, that I always guess wrong at odds or evens, that my toast always falls on the buttered side. But isn't it a terrible fate that after defying Satan by becoming a student, I must always be a complete duffer? Do I ever put on a new coat without promptly spilling candle grease on it? or having a cursed hole torn in it by a projecting nail? Do I ever bid good morning to a counsellor or a lady without throwing my hat away, 
or slipping on the polished floor and falling flat on my face? Didn't every market day in Halle cost me three or four pence for pottery that I had broken, because the devil made me march straight ahead without looking where I was going, like a lemming? Have I ever once turned up in time for a lecture, or any other appointment? What use was it to leave home half an hour early, for as soon as I was standing on the doorstep with the knocker in my hand, Satan would empty a wash-tub over my head, or make me collide with someone who was just leaving, so that I got involved in endless arguments and missed the whole occasion. Oh, where have you gone, you blissful dreams of future happiness, when I was conceited enough to fancy that here...